to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm Jeremiah. And we are back for episode 207. Woo! Wait a minute, 207, that sounds like a weird number. Is that prime? No, it's not, fuck faces. Not only can it be uh, uh, 69 times 3, 69, <laughs> that's great. Uh, 23 times 9 is also something, <laughs> 23, that's great. That's that's super sexual. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I 23 my girlfriend all the time. Now, if you're listening to this episode, this is a week where I need a week off. And we're recording this intro a little bit early on just yeah, to make sure we far, have this yeah, uh, all set up for us. Uh, you will hear this when it should air. It's all in the line. It's making sense for us. We want to make sure, once again, that we don't leave you all without content. To enjoy oh. by us. Are you talking about content? Yes, do, I'm. Do you want some content? Oh, was that a segue? Uh, oh, you like content? Well, I've, here's something I've, that literally fits that description because anything does. I'm a. I, okay, before we get into the show, and I guess, you know what? Even before we get into the, that part of the show, let's do a little disclaimer here for the audience. Uh, the Lost Zone Podcast is a show where we dig up the deepest, darkest news stories from the web, the things you probably have never found that fell through the not cracks. Not necessarily the darkest, but the deepest. No, or not the deepest either, actually. And, we just we just dig up stories. And what we end up doing is we read those stories, we laugh a little bit about them, and then we twist them into <laughs> pop culture. Know, that, that's pretty great. I like that we do that. Yeah, we uh, we turn them into movies, TV shows, uh, uh, rap songs. Uh, I, I don't know stand up uh, stand up comedy acts. Yeah, anything you want. Uh, for instance, uh, right now, guess what I'm going to do? A dramatic reading. Uh, good. Oh, good. Uh, I I did not that, mean that, it. That was, I did not mean it to sound like that painful. I, you like, know, I've never. I'm actually looking forward to it. I don't know why I was like, uh. You know, I just usually when I hear the words dramatic reading, I think literally dramatic reading, and I'm like, I don't want to hear this. But I know when you say it. It's going to be an interesting dramatic reading. What I love is when you groaned, I'm like, oh, that's what our audience sounds like. Like, I literally thought I heard our podcast audience through the microphone (laughs) responding. You may have. You may have. Now, what I have here is a script from a television episode from the 1980s. Wait, like a real television episode that was like aired before? It was was, aired and we've all seen it. This isn't like lost. Okay, good. Okay. All right. This is... The script from Growing Pains, season two, episode 12. Oh, this is where uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio got AIDS or something? No, no, that was a movie that he did, but he was also on Growing Pains. I don't know. I get them all mixed up. The the old Howie Mandel effect. Yep. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to fudge this through doing voices. They're probably all going to sound the same. Bear with. Okay. This is going to take just a moment. Bear with. I'm going to bear with it. Yeah, and actually, that's the name of the segment. Welcome to... Bear with with I, Scott Bear. I fucking love that. We need to have that as Actually, a segment. Bear with needs to be one from now on. Isn't that great? Like sometimes our ideas will literally be an idea for a future segment, not just a movie. Bear with with Scott Bear. You are hearing it for the first time, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy. This is Growing Pain, season two, episode twelve. The script. Go. Oh, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll say it one more time. We, we got a ski trip in 72 hours, 23 women, 13 guys, and one nearsighted chaperone. Uh, gentlemen, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, I'm only taking one ski. Yeah! No way. My folks are not going to let me go. Boater, you just got to learn how to handle old people. Mike, Mike, you haven't talked to your parents yet. 
Oh, come on, Bone. You actually think my parents could say no to me? I know you can talk to my mom and my dad for me. No. Eddie! Go get a couple of chairs, all right? Bone, take a look. I'll show you. Uh, I'll be your dad, and Eddie, you be Bone's mom. Yes, dear. Okay. No, it's evening at the Stayborn residence. And, and and your charming parents are, you know, going to sit down for, for a lovely dinner. Uh, my dad usually sits here. Well, fine. <laughs> Pass the potatoes. <laughs> I mean, my God, that those old scripts, like. Literally, there's a chaperone issue, and they're like, Fast the potatoes! You know, I'm gonna loop our laughing and stack it all on one another, so, like, in the future, when we need canned laughter, it's going to be us times like a thousand doing that it's gonna be great people are gonna Sounds hate good. it these scripts are golden um i like you know actually i like the thought of uh of, of bear with me being that exact kind of thing where we f we find we dig up old no no, no. Classic bear scripts. with me yes bear with bear with me right that's that's the name of the segment i'm not gonna call it bear with you well it's bear with me so i guess you'll always have to be the one announcing it okay so when you are announcing bear with me your segment bear with me that you are saying bear with me bear with you um will be about uh will actually be all about doing different readings of classic scripts or something like yep. that. I like and it. I I I am actually already thinking about some like I could do for this episode that we technically haven't recorded yet to fill some of the content we need to record because I'm already like, oh man, this could be a lot of fun and I might even be able to like uh recruit a little bit of help during your week off uh to to, to get some of that done or bear, just bear, literally bear, do it all bear myself. With me sounds like a great segment to interject into the show as a future thing to go bear with me. What I love is that this script does not have uh names for actors next to lines. So I just read them as two people even though this might be nine people well, you're, talking. You're, you were clearly like I I thought you were clearly Mike and Boner and they were talking about Eddie well, as well. That's what I thought, but yeah. it doesn't say any names. So I was like, all right, I'm two characters, every other line is a different character. Yeah, I, I think it worked out pretty well, I think. I actually now want to uh, uh, dig that up and find out what uh, episode that's from and actually watch it. 12. 12 just 12. Season 2 episode 12. Oh, season 2. This is early shit. Okay. 2012. Okay, cool. Uh, apparently, it's one about the ski trip. That one about the ski trip. And the trip. potatoes. Yep, yeah. yeah. Oh, mashed or baked. I don't, can't remember. I already forgot everything about what you already read. But um, yeah, that was pretty uh, That was pretty fun, and I like that. Maybe we're going to work that I like that concept. A, a like, future the segment. concept, not only just the, the name just bear, with, bear me, with Me, but also just like the concept of reading old, shitty scripts in a totally different way than they were intended. I yep. like that. Wrong, bad voices, wrong voices, I think, I think, wrong I think cadence. I, I think wrong... I might, yeah, I might actually dig a few more of those up for this episode, and if you don't hear some more of those, then uh, for a future episode. What I'm thinking right. is like uh, extra special episodes, the ones that are super serious where they add laugh tracks on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you do those in funny voices where it doesn't sound serious at all. Like, did you watch the... Uh, the uh, um, uh, I've Dana, seen all the, the YouTubes with bad laugh tracks. No, but have you, have you seen the Dana Carvey uh, show documentary on Hulu? Um, not yet. Where, no. Like, where it's like two 
uh, like too funny to fail or something like that. Um, and so anyway, part of that, they actually showed, uh, it was followed by, um, uh, or no, they, I think either they followed or they were followed by home improvement, which was the biggest show at the time. And of course, uh, the Dana Carvey show was the most ridiculous show for all of six episodes. Fucking bizarre. Colbert, Carell, Dana Carvey, obviously. Um, some amazing actors and writers and stuff. But there's this one where their show was uh, immediately like following um, the home improvement, like like a super serious one. They're just like, like, Dad, my friend died. And it was like this super serious like advertisement. And then immediately like in... in and followed by the Mug Root Beer presents Dana Carvey show, like immediately following that. And it was like the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. The Dana Carvey show may be one of the funniest skit comedy shows ever to get canceled after eight episodes. And well, and, and I think they only aired six of them, I think, right? Yeah, they, they, eight, eight were recorded. There, there's eight I recorded, think. and you can see all eight on Hulu, I think, right now. But you, you can. Oh, only, are you fucking kidding me? The, it, they, around the same time that Too Funny to Fail, all of They're them popped up. They're on Hulu up. right now? They were when Too Funny to Fail uh, showed up. They they put I, them all on the same time. I've been yes. hyping, and I rewatched my... the entire. Th- I watched the, the documentary, and then I watched all six episodes. I mean, it's all eight episodes, uh, but the six obviously were the, the yeah. all eight I episodes. I need to see yeah. all because I've never seen the hidden ones, the ones that never aired. Oh, and dude, no, I, they were all, they were all I, I on there. I quote them to this un, un, day, unless for some reason in the last few months they took them off for any reason. But when Too Funny to Fail on uh, Hulu came up, um, uh, the uh, all the uh, Dana Carvey shows popped up at the same time. So you should be able to see them the all. Dana they, they, and they used to be, the first six amazing. used to be on Crackle for free. And then apparently, because uh, I think, I, I don't know, it's probably some Sony or Viacom thing. I don't know. But anyway, so they, last I checked, they were on. Dana Carvey show is still on. And yep. it is a total of eight episodes. Eight episodes. Yeah, right. you got them all. Yep. So, uh, no, and I remember they, they recorded eight, and six were aired, and they didn't even bother recording Stephen the Colbert's last Stephen Colbert's on that show. Colbert, Carell. Carell. Um, you name famous people they, for now, they're oh, and, on and, it. And, and it was like, what is it, like Louis C.K., uh, Dino Stamatopoulos, like all these people who were, were writing. Like, r- like writer in the writer's room. I, um, my, my favorite to this day, and I still quote it to friends, is Skinheads Remain. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What, yeah. Watch, <laughs> a, watch a whittle in there. Yeah. Oh, nothing. Hate stick to be the just quiz. A, just a hate stick for beating the quiz. Yeah. Oh, what you doing later? Well, I got, oh, I got someone to go to the uh, the Hedison's house, and they're having a church picnic. Oh, what are they doing at the Hedison's house? Well, nothing much. Just, just hating on that queer boy, Hedison. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I guess we're going to eat some pancakes. Yep. It, it was it was brilliant and edgy and, well, well, and the, the Mountain Dew skit and, where Mountain Dew was their sponsor. Oh, well, they, they had a different sponsor. Anybody, if you haven't seen it, also watch. Start out by actually watching Too Funny to Fail, the documentary, because it has... It's all documentary, like it's all interviews, pretty much the entire time with Dana Carvey, Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell, and all the like the the people who were cast, and they were talking about like why um, they were like they were actually like doomed for failures because they were like they it, picked it, it other was, sponsors. Well, it, well, it was it was also just, it, well, they they were, it was really the fact that Mountain they were Dew they one? they, they like, look like Dana Dana Carvey was oh yeah yeah come on no really what does it look it, like it looks like uh, it looks pure like mountain Chris mist, mountain mist. <laughs> no what's no, no. it really, really look what like? Does it look like what does it look like <laughs> and so by the time they were done it was like their their last sponsor um was like a Chinese like a local Chinese food it restaurant it was uh it was uh Szechuan Dynasty yes exactly it was like a local like it will okay, all right. To be fair, it went from Taco Bell to Mug Root Beer to yep. Mountain Dew to Diet Mug Root. Yeah, beer. so they actually like kept the Pepsi kind of sponsor Pepsi. for a little bit. Yeah. 
so and then Szechuan Dynasty. And I think all of those were like uh, Pepsi owned products for like. Yeah, and then they got like, canceled. Yeah. Um, and then, but they, they, you have to remember, like, and they they mentioned this in the documentary, like they were remember that like Dana Carvey was like the biggest thing in the world on SNL with the church lady and stuff. So when ABC, this was ABC who was like, we're going to put you in a primetime spot. Which is a family network. Yes. So we're going to put you in a prime spot at like nine o'clock before our biggest show, uh, Home Improvement. And it's going to be big. You're going to be the lead in or no, no, you're going to follow. Sorry. You're going to yeah. follow Home Improvement. So you're going to be the lead out to the biggest show. And it's going to be amazing. They were expecting to get like, oh, church lady and like this family stuff because like, Dana Carvey was not the most edgy comedian on. It was super uh, edgy. So whereas like when he was like, oh shit, I got carte blanche and a huge, I mean, this is millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of budget um, to, to take care of this stuff. And you got to watch the documentary. It's so much fun to hear what they yeah, do with that budget. We, we've had oh my God. former writer Dino Samatopoulos right, yep. on our own show. So yep. if you want to go back to our uh, back catalog. And oh find God, his, way back in like his in interview, the first 50 episodes, I think. Or his 60, interview right? is amazing. And I still talk to him once in a while, like through social media and stuff. I think he's the only uh, interview we've had who has uh, used the word cunt in the first 30 seconds. He asked us first, can I swear? And we're like, yeah. Said, he, goes, he goes, good, right. cunt, cunt. Yes, yeah. And then he like I, he may have been expecting uh, you know some kind of shock reaction. We're like, that's our favorite word. And then we. Hey, loved I, it, so. I've I've literally texted him and talked to him personally. Oh, he's been he's recently. been good since, and not only that, like he's and he's had a lot of success since. I mean, he's been, oh, he's just a normal yeah. dude. He does all this shit, and then he's like, I can shoot him a text. But his, but his and company, he'll, he'll his, respond. He'll his be like, animation company, oh, his production studio, like does a lot of really good, amazing shit. Like Star, Starburns production, an Emmy for Anomalisa. Yep. And and Star and Starburns in in general, like the production company is is doing a lot of great stuff. So yep. anyway, but yeah. So uh, if anybody's out there and you have not seen the Dana Carvey show because you might be too young, you didn't realize Hulu. this thing. Uh, Hulu and and watch the Too Funny to Fail. I think it's called Too Funny to Fail. Um, uh, documentary about it. And at the same time, they dropped the, all the episodes yep. as well. So it is funnier than the last ten years of SNL it combined. It's so fucking good. And and it was just edgy. And they had this stable of geniuses, which sometimes you can get too many geniuses together that are not meant to write primetime shows. This is stuff that would be outsider, like more like Mr. Show, Bob and David, HBO comedy. Oh God. Than yeah. Fucking primetime ABC, sh- 1996 comedy. Okay. Let, let's think, uh, 90s networks, uh, CBS then and now the old people's network. Right. Yeah. It's, it's always been ABC, the family, the family network. network. Absolutely. NBC, the slightly funny comedy. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing, Must-see but TV. we somehow make good ratings. Now Fo- Fox, the was the edgier, Fox- of all the of them, edgiest. which also because they were also generally always last in ratings, with the exception of uh, the Simpsons, which saved them a hundred times over. Uh, they first of all, actually, if you recall, Fox used to be the black people's network, and I don't say that like in a racist way. It was just considered like it was all like Martin and like these like these very specific shows I watched. Yeah, and the thing is though, they were funny in Living yeah, Color and all those good. like in Living they were Color fucking was hilarious. Amazing. That was edgy. Jim Carrey's like a like kind of his start. J Lo like, start. It was just like their uh, J Lo and it Jim was Carrey. it was like their it was like an edgy version. They were like oh. Like we we are sick of SNL being too like fucking PG and you're not being able to be edgy. Let's go and fucking make in living color. So I guess without further ado, let us be the edgy network starter that's gonna fail. We have a bunch of things coming up for yeah, you absolutely. in this show. We're gonna uh, try to entertain you in the weirdest way possible. This is the uh, the American Chop Suey of podcasts. We like that, and effectively the name of this episode is Lost at Home Presents American Chop Suey. Enjoy. Mm. 
Oh, these are so good. I love junk stuffers. Oh, hey there, little Timmy. Uh, what you got there? You look a little uh, tense around the shoulders, huh? Hey, Uncle Backrub. I'm just eating some junk stuffers. Pr- pretty much my favorite food. Junk stuffers, you say? Never heard of them. Silly, they're the best thing ever. You know what? Let me sing you a song and tell you how good they are. <clears throat> I love chunk stuffers, yes I do. They're full of meat and they're full of goo. I love chunk stuffers, they're so great. You can eat them with your hand or on a plate. Heat them in the oven or microwave. To eat them is to love them, all the chunks you crave. Put them in your mouth, put them in your mouth, put them in your mouth, chunk stuffers. See, chunk stuffers are pretty great. Don't you think so, Uncle Backrub? I think a lot of things I ain't saying to me, like how much I like your filthy skin and how you smell like statutory, but if I say it like that, I'm the bad guy, so let me put this in a way you'll better understand. My tongue needs stuffing, here we go. Sit on my lap and I'll let you know about all the meat and cheese and goods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you stuff my chunk, I'll stuff yours too. Now take off your clothes and rub the snow can on your baddie. Put it in your mouth, put it in your butt. Oh, don't tell your mama Chuck Stuffers. I don't think that's how the jingle goes. I don't think God never intended us to wear pants neither, so let's get that part right out of the way. What's the matter? I thought you was hungry. It's goblin time, Timmy. Nah, I think I'm full. Not yet, you ain't. Well, I'm leaving now, Uncle Backrub. Oh, I'll find you. Put him in your mouth! Chunk stuffers. I want to talk about someone special. Someone who isn't afraid to tell the truth. Someone who's finally cutting through this globalist news machine to reveal the inner workings of the New World Order. A real hero and patriot. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Alex Jones. He's a fucking warrior. Alex Jones. Not just a fat fucking piece of shit. Alex Jones. Or a lying fucking hypocrite. Alex Jones. Irredeemable trash bag of hell jizz. Fuck you, you fat ass cuck. I can't believe you got your kids taken away. I'm not so much surprised by the fact that they were taken away as I am just amazed that you mastered the art of mind control enough. 
convince a flesh and blood woman to allow you to lazily thrust whatever monstrosity of a fucking up you call a penis into her as you flop flooded your pizza hut and vodka residue that likely comprises every ounce of your bodily fluids onto her, you walking birth control ad. If I had a time machine I could use just once, I wouldn't go back and kill Hitler. I'd go back in time and kick your mom in that poisonous malevolence cavern she calls a cooch just before Satan fucks at you, Rosemary's baby abortion. Just kidding, I'd totally kill Hitler. That was insensitive toward the victims and everlasting negative impacts stemming from the atrocities carried out by the Nazi regime and all those hateful scum fucks that continue to carry out hate crimes in Hitler's name. Also, I shouldn't blame your mom for raising a sentient hate marshmallow like you. She's probably actually a good person. Unlike Alex Jones. All right, all right. John. Present. That's <laughs> a little, uh, that's a little, that's a little, uh, middle America humor there. Hey, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I've, uh, I ate a lot of grapes today. <laughs> that's a little, uh, that's just the truth. Thanks for having me in the studio, though. That's, that's great. That's great of you. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, this is, this is very, this is very cool. I've, I've heard, uh, I've heard your earlier stuff and more importantly, the uh, 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 some folks sent over uh, early drafts of Hurt So Good, which you did already, and which I understand is probably going to be one of the new singles off the new album. And it is absolutely spectacular. I think this whole album is going to blow up. I think we can make some magic today if you're ready to make some magic. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm magic. I, 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 get, I, I got more magic in my little pinky than uh, other people have in their little pinky. <laughs> That's some uh, classic Indiana humor. We could use that on the album if you want. Um. So, uh, so what I understand, you've got some stuff you want to bring to the table today, and one of those is uh, what uh, Jack and Diane is that it? Correct. Yeah. Yes, two different names, Jack and Diane. All right. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, uh, uh you yep. see if uh, if there's two characters, but I name it only one of those names, people get downright confused. See? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you get that backing track I, I, I sent over for you. The the backing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got that. I got that. Y'all get those backing um, tracks. I, I've got it all queued up and ready to go. And I mean, actually, I mean, unless you've got something else. Um, I mean, I'm ready to roll right into this, man. I'm ready to make some magic, if you are. Boy, howdy, I'm ready to make some magic, man. And even better, we're going to make some music all-American style. How's that? Yeah. We're going to, like, like, Lady Liberty swaddling of a baby eagle in uh, the American flag while it's clawing the Constitution and sucking on uh, Liberty's teat. How's that for you? A little, uh, how's that for America? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no me too, dog. Me too, absolutely. Eat a corn dog, Absolutely. Too. No, uh, I think this is going to be big, so... Okay. Um, when, ready when you are, all right? I'm ready, baby. Let's make this magic. All right. We are rolling. That's good. Yeah, we got, we got freshness up, though. I get a little more of that clap. The head clap in my headphones. Great, great. I pay attention to the clap. All right. That's good. That's good. You like it? Yeah, yeah, I can tell you do. <laughs> right. Little titty about Jack and Diane. Two American kids growing up in the hot land. Jack is gonna be a football star. Diane Debbie Town in the backseat of Jackie's car. My best friend's chili dog, I was sucking his dick. Diane said, Oh, Jackie, stop sucking that dick. I 
said, shut your mouth, bitch, I'm gonna suck this dick. Yeah. Sorry to uh, inter- interrupt. I usually I would not do this. Um, yeah, yeah, what, what's that? What's I'm that? Just, uh, I'm just a little confused. I got to need a little cl- clarification about some of this stuff here. Um, yeah, it's the, it's uh, the music, isn't it? It's it's too all American, isn't it? I was afraid it might be a little too all American. No, no, the music, the the song is great. The song is absolutely great. First of all, I want to say uh, Peter was right. He sent me this over, and uh, he was talking about like this is going to be the next big hit off the. I absolutely agree. Well, th- thank you, um, thank you, thank you. It's 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 beautiful. It's all. It's got a lot of hit potential. Well, yeah, th- thank you. That means a lot coming from whoever you are. I have a couple of questions. I just want to confirm a couple of things about the vocals here, um, the lyrics specifically. All right. Um, so I think I, I, I get the gist. You're going all American, right? Right. Uh, all American, like football, apple pie, and a, and a chili dog. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're going all American. You've got this uh, like football star jet, like this kind of middle America. Your your classic American. Classic story. America. You yes. Your football star dating probably like a cheerleader. You know, she thinks she's gonna be a model, all that kind of stuff. And that all that's all good. That's all working up to to that. And I think we're gonna keep continuing with that story. And uh, and then you get to this this line. Um, uh, sucking on chili dog. Ah, yes, classic American treat, the yep. chili dog. Yeah, no, no, ab- absolutely, no. I mean, p- people love chili dogs. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, how they uh, des- decide to to eat them is their own business. The um, uh, outside the tasty freeze. Ah, yeah, the tasty freeze. It's a it's kind of a local favorite there, and I just I figured I toss one in for the locals. Remember, you know, like remember where I came from and uh, and all that. They're gonna love that one. They're gonna love the the tasty freeze line. Uh, you just watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. You got to keep something in for the locals. They're gonna love that kind of thing. I get that, especially when you play live there, and they're gonna like explode. They're gonna love that. Absolutely. It's the next line is um is 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 the one that's a little off that I'm a little a uh, little concerned about. Uh, you say uh, suck. It's sucking on chili dog, right? Uh, and then you say, um, "It seems like you clarify that your that your friend is chili dog, right? And that you're actually uh, performing fellatio uh-huh. on a man." Yes, that is correct. I uh, I, I perform fellatio on my friend chili dog uh, right outside the tasty freeze, as the song is is want to say. Oh, okay. So, oh, oh, okay. So I was on point on that one. Um, I was afraid of that. Right, right. You're a bigot. Yes. No, 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 no. And listen, listen. I mean, we we come from. Uh, this is a new day. This is a new day and age. I am a. I am progressive minded. That's fine. Oh, of course you. I are. don't mind what you do. I absolutely. That that's fine with you. Like I, I. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, I mean, thank you. I'm a. I'm a fan of Queen. Uh, other other bands and stuff sound like sort of a bigot to me and, and that's that's like i don't care i personally don't care about this but last i knew like you're looking at like you know all american bible belt bible thumping 1982 you know <laughs> so you think that's a good idea i'd prefer to write myself into the song you know no, i uh, want you to i want you to yeah. write i want you to be yourself john john i want you to be yourself absolutely i'm just saying do you have to be as as clear with that? I want you to be yourself. I again, I personally, as a guy from Nashville, I'm, you know, I'm I'm told I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm I'm from a city. It, it like that's fine. Whatever. Like it doesn't matter to me. But again, we're talking like you know playing this in church. To these are things that happen in Middle America, and I think people are are, are gonna 
react properly, knowing that they do the same things and outside the taste. How how about this? How about we stick a pin in? We stick a pin in Jack and Diane, and we come back to that one. And uh, do you got anything else on the docket? I've been working on a a little bit of a love song, a, a ballad, if you will. Lovely, yeah. No ballads, ballads, absolutely. You gotta have a ballad on this. You know, hurt so good, and uh, and Jack and Diane. This one, like, they feel like good, upbeat. You know, like fun, all American. Right, uh, high high energy songs. Uh, a big pumping, big pumping. You gotta have one for the ladies, if you will. <laughs> right, 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 right. Straight, a uh, classic straight man for the ladies song. I know, I get you. All right. Well, I say we go ahead and we move on. We lay that one down. I'm ready, right. Freddy. So this is uh, well, just untitled ballad song, take one. Breaking news. Breaking news out of California, everybody. Uh, actually, by the time you're listening to this, this is probably hardly breaking news because it happened about a week ago by the time this uh, podcast is airing. But still wanted to do a follow-up because we are taking this little bit of a week in between. It just happens to be the time when we need to report on Mr. Rocket Man, Mad Mike Hughes, who uh, decided to finally take off in his man-made rocket, and uh, it actually worked. Uh, I mean, he didn't prove the, the world was flat because he was never going to go up high enough anyway. But uh, his finally, Mad Mike Hughes, the, if, if those of you don't uh, know or haven't heard uh, some of our past episodes about him, is the man who, the flat earther who is more akin to like a daredevil than a scientist, uh, has a homemade rocket, steam-powered rocket, that uh, he was going to take up uh, into, not space, just launch a little ways off the ground and be like, yeah, world's flat, goodbye. And, uh, of course, he wasn't actually going uh, even as high as a plane would go, so it didn't really uh, give any kind of information. But he's saying this is actually uh, uh, sort of a test toward a future endeavor where he wants to go further, more of like in the stratosphere, I guess. Um but anyway, he was able to make it 1,800 feet into the deep blue sky and return somewhat safely to Earth. It was a little bit of a hard landing. Bruised himself up, taken away in a little bit of an ambulance to make sure, but he's fine. So he's living another day to uh, try and prove the Earth flat. I got to give this, uh, give it to this guy. At least he's doing something. And, and he's questioning whether the Earth is flat versus just being absolutely sure that it is like some flat earthers. Uh, he's even willing to say, hey... Do I think the world's shaped like a frisbee? Yeah, of course I do. Do I know for sure? No, that's why I want to go to space. I assume that's what he talks like. Um, I, I know it's not what he talks like. I've seen some YouTube videos of him and everything. Anyway, just wanted to let you all know that in this breaking news so you didn't have to live without that beautiful piece of information. Mad Mike Hughes, alive and well, for better or worse, ready to live another day in another rocket ship in the future. We will continue to follow his exploits and endeavors and uh, hopefully his uh, surviving words as he uh, takes off into outer space and uh, possibly comes back with proof of something about Earth that you could just get by taking a plane. Anyway, thank you for listening to these breaking news. Back to you, whoever is about to do Working for another day, let the fraggles play. We're cuckold, we'll become a bird hunt. 
stuck in a flaggle cock! Down at Fraggle Cock. I want to see your face when I'm inside of you. You roll the lubricated latex over the head of his penis and down the shaft to his dark pubic hair. He put his hands beneath her bare bottom and pulled her to the edge of the car's trunk, positioning her. I want you to see me. She looked into his green eyes that were so familiar to her. Oh, I see you. She said as he grasped her thighs. He plunged inside of her in one smooth stroke that buried him to her cervix. His grasp tightened on her thighs and her back arched. She cried out in pain and in pleasure. She wasn't sure which was more accurate. Damn! He said between clenched teeth. Then he cupped her face in his hands. Sorry, Daisy. He placed a soft kiss on her cheek and nose and whispered against her mouth. Sorry. Sorry, I'll make you feel good now, I promise. He withdrew, then thrust himself inside with more care, reminding her how good he was at keeping his promises. Slowly, he gave her incredible pleasure with smooth, measured strokes. He stared into her eyes as he moved within her. Is that bitter? Oh, yeah. Tell me. So good, Jack. She felt weightless and she grabbed his shoulders and held on to him. Don't stop. Just whatever you do, just don't stop. Not a chance. He tilted her pelvis up without missing a beat of his pumping hips. Heat flushed her skin, radiating outward from where they were joined, and she dug her fingers into him. His slow pace was driving her mad. He kissed her forehead, and his breathing rasped against her temple. He plunged it faster! Harder! In and out! Building! Thrusting her toward a climax! Daisy Lee! Her name on his lips sounded almost like a question, as if he pushed them both closer and closer. She was mindless to anything but the building pleasure, until she opened her mouth to scream. The sound died in her throat as wave after luscious wave rolled through her. Her muscles pushed and contracted, gripping him hard. On and on it went as he plunged into her. His breath hot against her temple until finally he shoved her so hard and he pushed her further up the trunk of the car. He cursed her and God in the same incoherent sentence. He crushed her to his chest as if he wanted to absorb her and give one final thrust. He made a sound deep in his throat. A sound somewhere between a guttural groan and a long drawn out ah. Daisy saw spots behind her closed eyelids. Whoa. And her ears began to ring. What's this sound? She was gonna faint. Right there on the custom Lancer. It was gonna happen, just like she said it would. And she didn't care. She didn't faint though, not really. She was just so lightheaded, she was afraid to move. She hadn't had sex in a long time, but uh, well, she didn't recall it being so good. It had been, well, of course it, it had been, but where his skin stuck to her, she tingled. She'd forgotten that part, or uh, maybe that part never happened before. He remained embedded deep in her body, his chest smashed into hers and his forehead resting on the car next to her right ear. 
She could feel his heartbeat against her breast. Ba boom boom. She opened her eyes and looked up at the ventilation overhead. Jack Parrish had just taken her someplace she'd never been before. He'd just given her a devastating orgasm that had curled her toes and about made her faint. She didn't know what to think about that. In fact, she could hardly think at all. She was too stunned. He raised onto his forearms and looked down into her face. A slow, satisfied smile lifting the corners of her mouth. Oh, wow! You're even better than you were at 18! Daisy looked into his sexy green eyes and felt alive again. Like she'd been dead inside for a very long time and hadn't even realized it until that moment. Like coming into the sunlight after being trapped in the dark. Raw emotion swept through her and she did the worst possible thing she could do. She burst into tears. End chapter nine. There's a time for love and a time for living You take a fucking chance to face a win An open road in a road that's hidden A brand new life around the bend Then That's right I lost that fucking dream That's right, there you were and your boobies Remember Tony D is Tony Maselli He was the bomb Raising Sam up in the city of Brooklyn without a mom He was a former second baseman of the baseball team The Cardinals But the crime infested streets of New York is no place to raise a girl So we moved to Connecticut Was a medicate Met a girl that he can never forget Became a professional sweeper housekeeper and lover too He even liked his slutty mother Mona in Santa Boo They lived happily ever after Sam grew up to be fucking hot And such be the story of the legendary Who's, Who's the, the boss? boss? I lost a dream or two Found the trail And at the end was you There's a path you're taking A path I'm taking The choice is up to you, my friend The nights are long But you might awake to a Brand new life Brand new life Brand new life, brand brand new new life, life Around the bend Why, it's a wonderful day in the Hundred Acre Wood. Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2 are prancing around, having a gay old time. But the focus of our story today is on a young Christopher Robin, who has just discovered a rather forlorn Eeyore sitting alone at the top of his favorite hill of sadness. Another day, more time to waste space being nobody. Eeyore, you gloomy Gus. Why so glum all the time? This is the Hundred Acre Wood. Birds are chirping. Crickets are chirping. The trees are chirping. If you've seen the things I've seen, you wouldn't give a shit about chirping. Oh, I want to know, Eeyore. You just never let me in. Well, if you want to look into the hellstorm that birthed me, take a seat, kid. You've got a hell of a ride ahead of you. It was the 1970s. I was living in Nuevo Leon, Mexico, with my family. It was a hard place to live, but the love for my family got me through it, womp womp. Back then, I was known as Senor Eeyore. I was devoted to my wife, Senorita Eorita, the most beautiful stuffed mule in all of Mexico. I'd do anything for her. We weren't so well off. At that time, there wasn't a lot of work to be had. Sure, I pieced together odds and ends of jobs. 
carpenter, bartender, gutter slut, roof patcher, the usual. The real money was had by the drug lord, so not much to trickle down to an old stuffed mule, but I never wanted part of that life. But one day, changed everything. I was out buying flowers with my gutter slut money for my wife when my tail came off. Whoa, 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 where'd this come from? I, uh, I think it was that stuffed ass over there. You see what I see? I, I see a stuffed ass with no tail. No, 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 I mean, look at that ass. I mean, I mean, that ass is ass. It's, it's huge. Imagine the harem balloons we could jam up dead ass's ass. Well, uh, that means we could do a double exports, right? Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, you, mule, I think you dropped this. Well, golly, thanks, mister. It's a great tale, and I sure hate to lose it. I wish I could repay you. Well, funny you should mention that. Uh, looks like you got some flowers there. You must got a lucky stuffed ass of a wife at home. Yes, the love of my life. Well, I'm sure you'd really love to be able to support her. You know, take care of her, give the world even. Of course. Well, listen, I got a proposition for you. I noticed you got a hell of an ass on news, right? Have you ever thought of muling? I mean drugs. Heroin to be specifics and what have you. Well, I'd rather not. I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I bet your wife is real pretty, too. You know, I'd be, uh... Well, it'd be a shame if something were to say, uh, happen to her. You wouldn't. Doesn't have to be that way. If you work with us anyways, just a one-time thing. That's all. Just stuff a couple kilos of horse up that mule ass, head across the border, and your wife is safe, and you get all the money to buy all the flowers in the world for her. I guess I have little choice. Hey, boy. Yo, Rodriguez, stuff this ass's ass full of horse. I got across the border just fine. I thought I had it in the bag. Deliver the H, collect my money, get back to Nuevo Leon to my wife and live happily ever after. But what I didn't count on was the heroine's reaction to the polychlorinated biphenyl flame retardant in my stuffing. All the balloons popped and all the heroines flowed into my donkey vein. I woke up 62 hours later in a ditch in what I know now as Hundred Acre Woods. Crusted blood on my ass and dried cum on my lips. Rather than overdose, I ended up in a perpetual heroin-esque state, saddened by the assumed murder of my wife and the life I'll never be able to return to. Womp womp. Uh, oh, very good, very good story. So I told you, you to buckle yet? your seatbelt, oh, oh Christopher Robin. It was a hell of a ride, and I hope you learned something from it. Christmas Krampus, I'm taking over Santa's job Cause the fat man just can't stand this All the flame that I throw, all the people I know I've got more Christmas cheer than Santa In my tiny little dick I mean big dick, Krampus is packing More sack than Santa's gotten it's sack That bitch can't make it happen They call him South Pole cause he can't get his pole up They call me North Pole Because of exactly the opposite
let's get back to Christmas, it's about to happen. Do you really want to see coming down the chimney with all your presents? A diabetic slavery loving, jelly belly fat fuck barely fitting down the chimney, cookie stealing, gritty cuckold loving, wife stealing, racist human trafficking, red suit wearing, probably pedophile John Wayne Gacy worshiping, tubby motherfucker fucked your mother, then forgot to get you a Nintendo, caused you by your brother's name, you're not my daddy Santa! Welcome back to the Carson Casey Top 40. Each week, we bring you a heart-wrenching story of perseverance and adversity and weave it into the most powerful symbol of appreciation imaginable, a song dedication. This week, our heart goes out to eight-year-old Maria Galverston from Oklahoma. One week ago, brave Maria was diagnosed with leukemia. Like a warrior princess Xena herself would envy, Maria fights against her captor cancer and continues to do her best, living a life of an eight-year-old. Despite being confined to her hospital walls, while other children her age are pushing each other on the swing and playing hide-and-seek. Recently, Maria's absentee father Daryl discovered what she was going through and... In an effort to make up for lost time, he would like to send out a special song to little Maria. He admits that he took off a long, long time ago and knows little, if nothing, about sweet, sweet Maria. So, Daryl would like to dedicate what he assumes is probably her favorite song to sweet Maria. Here is Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baha Men. Who let the dogs out? was nice, the party was bumping. And everybody having a ball. Until the fellas started him calling. And the girls respond to the call. I have a pool with shots on. Who let the dogs out? 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 I see the young Gonna tell myself I'm man, no get angry. Two eighty cows calling them K9. But they tell me, hey man, it's part of the party. You put a woman in front and a man behind. I have a woman shout out. Who let the dogs out? I see the dance 
sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. Halloween night, 1963, got my clown suit on and I'm ready. What happened next? I blocked out the memory, blood on my shoes and Judith dead at my feet. I scream ran out the front door. Thought mom and dad they would save me They just threw me in a hole Neglect the thought of my existence Replace the boy with the devil in their heads Don't call me monster please Just call me Michael I got a chest full of breath And a heart that beats in it I just want another chance to be The son that I know I can be Fifteen years filled with darkness Fifteen birthdays without a family If there's a devil inside It was fashioned by your hands Time robbed my youth of a soul And my humanity Don't call me monster, please Just call me Michael I got a chest full of breath And a heart that beats in it I just want another chance To be the son that I know I can be Don't call me monster, please Just call me Michael I got a chest full of breath And a heart that beats in it I just want another chance To be the son that I know I can be Last week, we heard the brave story of Maria Galverston from Oklahoma, who was recently diagnosed with leukemia. Her father, Daryl, phoned in to dedicate what he assumed was her favorite song. Maria's mother was not pleased with Daryl's actions, citing it as evidence that he had no idea about anything regarding their little brave girl, Maria. And... He should probably leave them alone, just like he did about eight years ago after that Buck Cherry concert. Well, we found Daryl to help him get his message across to his family. 
We rented a recording studio, offering Daryl a chance to create a special, personal emotional message to little Maria through her favorite song. Here is Who Let the Dogs Out? Reprise by Daryl and the Bahamen. Who let the cancer? Cancer. Leukemia. Cancer. Before you were born, I really loved your mom. And we were both having a good time. She used to dream about having a baby. And I said, no, 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 that's not a good idea. Cancer. Cancer. Leukemia. Cancer. I know I never knew you and I never wanted to, but now you've got the cancer and I feel really, really bad for you, Martha. Maria? Maria? I'm gonna tell myself to be a good father. Now that you got not so long to live. I tell the doctor, hey, you should fix her. But if they don't, that's on them, not me. I'm a good father. Cancer. Cancer. Leukemia. Cancer. Maria. Cancer. Maria. Cancer. 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 Leukemia. Cancer. I know I never knew you and I never wanted to, but now you've got the cancer and I feel really, really bad for you, Martha. Maria? Maria? Cancer's no good. Uh uh uh. Someone should cure it. Some someone should cure it. Someone should get rid of your cancer, cancer, cancer. I'm looking at you, Mr. Dr. Fancy Pants. Why don't you cure my daughter's cancer? Dusting off the pieces of the balcony. Six shots in me, I get up just the same. A barrier I made, you can't get through me These bullets do not face The monster you have made Don the mask to hide me The same me that you threw away Alone I grew up Alone I'll kill and die along the way Don the mask to hide me the same me that you threw away Alone I grew up Alone I'll kill and die along the way No, you're scared of me Lucky I don't need no one, I don't need no one, no You think you're killing me Only I don't need no one, I don't need no one, no I know you're scared of me Lucky I don't need no one, I don't need no one, no You think you're killing me 
Only I don't need no one, I don't need no one, no Self-righteous suicide 